Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Healing Conversations. My name is Einav Avni. I'm an energy healer and an alignment coach. Uh, and this podcast, Healing Conversations for Anything Chronic, is really here to bring messages of hope and alternative healing methods, natural healing methods. Uh, so if this is for you, please sit back and enjoy. And today with me, Ellen Letton. L Helen, so lovely to have you here. I'm so excited about this conversation. Welcome. Thanks, Inav. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks, uh, yeah. So tell me, tell me something about you. I, I'm, of course, I know you from a little bit from before, uh, and I'm really excited about the story that you're going to share and all of your knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, I'll kind of share where, where I'm at now, um, but you know how we kind of got to be where where I'm at. Um, for the last 20 years, I've been interested in well, 25, I think now, um, natural health. Uh, been a massage therapist for over 20 years, recently retired my license. Um, and uh, in 2003, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And that really kind of put me into, a, a, I guess you'd call it a rabbit hole of looking into um, natural remedies. And you know, I was always interested in it, but really, it opened my eyes to how much is actually out there, you know, that we're um, kind of under this illusion that only medicine is is the answer and everything else is kind of just second to that and um I just saw how much is out there you know and then after a while I kind of got sucked back into the conventional medicine like oh you know there's these advances and there's there's preventative medicine and um and then in 2018 I ran into a um functional medicine uh MD you know I was looking for a new primary physician and ran into her and like, oh, this is really interesting. This is like, feels like it's it's getting to the problem, you know, the root of the problem, not just covering up symptoms. So I went, I did a um, a screening with her and discovered that I have a APOE4 gene, and which is a, a risk factor. I think it's a thirty percent increase if you if you have one, thirty percent increase for chance of early Alzheimer's. If you have two, I think the risk doubles. So um, just started to kind of look into brain health and just you know figuring out okay what do i need to do you know she was very positive that there are things in place now you know that you can help um prevent and prevent progression and um reverse some of the um symptoms because i was having a lot of brain fog and you know my diet probably wasn't the greatest back then so kind of you know just this whole journey of being interested in natural health and alternatives. And then in 2019, my brother called and said that, you know, my mum had been having, um, you know, I knew my mum had been having like a lot of fatigue in like 2018 onwards. Um, and then in 2019, um, she had started to get really weak and my aunt stayed over with her, they called an ambulance because she was so weak one night and while my aunt was there she discovered that my mum was getting up making cups of tea and sandwiches for six people in the middle of the night and talking to people and so then my brother kind of took over relieved my aunt for a little bit and he I remember finding a list where he'd like made notes of times she tried to leave the house and she'd actually got out one night and was caught gone down to her neighbor and um asked her neighbor to call a taxi because she wanted to go home because she didn't think she was home. And um, 
so all these things were going on and everybody was like freaking out like oh my god you know end of the world like I know you mentioned mm. um that some people kind of will, will panic when it comes to dementia but thankfully because of what had happened to me and I had started to look into just very lightly just for my own you know preventative uh, means like brain health and um so I just took the stance like well okay <laughs> we're just going to do some research and we're going to figure this out you know and the other thing that had been going on was that the doctor um because my mum was experiencing anxiety as well as the fatigue and um, panic attacks, claustrophobia, like she couldn't get in the shower without having a panic attack. Um, he had diagnosed, he'd run a bunch of tests, they couldn't really figure anything out. And he di um, diagnosed with, well, he gave her an antidepressant, but I know that they sometimes give that for anxiety. But obviously with um, anything neurological, there's that kind of mask-like face that may have appeared like she was depressed. Um, so I would talk to my mom and she would say, um, oh, I take these pills and I don't feel right. It makes me feel woozy. I feel like my legs are going to give out. And then I would be talking to my brother and my aunt. I'm like, she those pills don't make her feel right. Every time she takes them, you know, and they're like, but the doctor said, and they'd go back to the doctor and then they'd say, oh, it takes about a month to get in your system. You know, let's try doubling the dose. And then it got worse. That was when the ambulance was called. And then like, let's tie it three times. And at that point, I was jumping up and down. So I'm, so I should have pointed out, I'm living in Chicago at the time. My mum's in London, you know, my family's in London. So I was in the middle of selling my previous business. And I, my mum knew that and she didn't want them, like, giving me the full kind of uh, details of everything that was going on until that was sold so that I could come over and help, you know, with the situation. So um, at that point, when they were saying three, I was like, get her off the pills. <laughs> you know, and they, so they finally listened. And then of the things I'm going to share that, that I did that helped, I do think that that was one of the bigger things was the, the pills. Maybe, I mean, it was, it's not what caused it for sure, but that, that type of anti, um, tricyclic antidepressant is, uh, well, I'd say contraindicated, but the neurologist said, well, no, <laughs> I don't know about that. In the Facebook groups I've read, a lot of people say that that is not, you should not take that type of antidepressant with low body dementia, that it flares up all the symptoms. Um, so in a way, I, it almost fast-tracked getting a diagnosis because we actually, my mum was diagnosed by a um, neuropsychologist in August. So... You know, even though she had these vague symptoms for a year, the really that the crux of it really only started that summer because it can take 18 months to get a Lewy body diagnosis. That may have changed now that was five years ago, but um, it's become, I think Robin Williams, you know, has brought um, to the forefront about Lewy body. Uh, so there's a lot more awareness about it. I know his wife was doing a lot of um, promoting what the symptoms are like. Um, so... Yeah, once she was diagnosed, you know, then they agreed, yeah, she should not have been on that. Um, and, yeah, I just started reading. I got the Dale Bredson book, The End of Alzheimer's. I, I think I probably had it and didn't read it. You know, it was one of those things that the functional medicine practitioner had said, you know, there's this recode protocol that helps to reverse cognitive decline. So I had that book. Um, I signed up for Mark Hyman, um, Broken Brain. Um, and there was another, there were any kind of mini series, you know, summit about brain health, I would download it and, and 
watching then research who was talking about you know actually reversing because a lot of them were just um talking about arresting the progression and i thought well that's not good enough for me because i don't want to keep going with this what's happening you know so when i got to to stay with my mum and my brother went home for a break and you know in the middle of the night she would get up and I, i've since learned this is really common with dementia of like picking at um the bedclothes and of course we had she had a duvet cover that was white with little rosebuds so she's picking at the flowers and like all right plain plain duvet <laughs> and then you know the restless leg thing like she couldn't stay covered she couldn't stay uncovered um and she would get up and i'd find her in the middle of the night like taking the pillowcase off and putting hangers in the pillowcase and she'd be in the bathroom like brushing her teeth or i thought she was brushing her teeth and then i'd find like she'd have the toothbrush and there was just toothbrush just like just didn't stop kept going down her arm and um she has a separate bathroom and toilet and she would forget that the toilet was um you know she would go into the bathroom and couldn't figure out where the toilet was um i would see the room i was staying in um there was a little like nightlight in the hallway so i could see <laughs> my brother alerted me to this that you'll see if she's coming down the hall and you could see the shadow and i'd get up and look and she'd be coming down the hall with a pillow under her arm uh, where are you going and she'd just turn around and go back to bed and then other nights she'd come and she'd get into bed with me because someone was in her bed um just all kinds of crazy things going on and um so i really leaned into some facebook support groups at that time and got so much more help from people who were going through it than what the medical staff could give you you know they just i guess they just I don't know they know it clinically but they don't know it to to live it you know so mm. so I was just dealing with all that and then spending like every day trying to research so eventually I found a um functional nutrition practitioner in London worked with him so between um giving up the the pill and then starting some of these protocols uh, I think Yeah, I think it was both. I don't think it was just giving up the pill because looking back some of what we did does not agree with what I've recently learned the root cause protocol. Um but um there were some definite things in there that I think helped reduce inflammation, um chelate iron which is what I've kind of at the bottom of the rabbit hole have kind of discovered that um iron in the brain is is strongly linked to neurodegeneration so that's the past year what i've been working on is is trying to get some of the iron out and reduce the oxidative stress because oxidative stress causes inflammation and you know when there's inflammation in the brain i i think that's what was happening there was just all these like crazy misfirings going on you know in my mum's brain so by december of that year which is really only 4 months later i she was almost back to like 80 90% mentally where you know i was like oh i've got my mum back you know she's not hallucinating she's not you know but we were still having like a maximum i think 2 hours sleep straight and i think even back then it might have only been 45 minutes like she'd fall asleep on the sofa I'm like oh great she's asleep and then bing, you could set your alarm by it you know like 45 minutes later she'd be up and then it was always after sleep that something would you know she would get a little confused or something and then she'd settle back down again um so you know I thought okay we can deal with this with like 
90% of the day we're, we're doing all right. We know who we are. And um, I didn't realize that at some of that point in the beginning, she didn't realize it was me because later when we were looking for um, to hire carers, she's like, oh, there was that girl. She was so nice. She would come and she would lay out my clothes and she'd tell me this was my place and I could do, you know, put the heat on when I wanted, put the lights on when I wanted. I'm like, I think it was me. And she, she started laughing. She, she, because she had become so much clearer, she remembered stuff from when she was in a, the fog and the haze. But, you know, so look back on it. Um, and, you know, laughter has helped through a lot of this stuff. You know, I'd, I'd catch her in the middle of doing something and then she'd realize what it was and she'd start laughing. And it just helped to release some of the stress around it. You know, we just make, not make fun of it, but make, or make light of it, but just try to mm. take away that gravity around, you know, because I've, I've just never given into the idea that you, you have to, you know, you have to give into it. Like, I just feel like there's always something you can do. And I've been spending mm. five years now plugging holes in the boat, you know, trying to um, figure out what it is. And, you know, I wish I'd discover the root cause protocol a little bit sooner because it, I feel like it gives you kind of a, a cohesive strategy and protocol. Um, whereas before it felt like I was throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing like, okay, that helped, that didn't. And the other thing too is like doing, because I wasn't living there, I've only, you know, I'm still kind of going back and forth. And this past year, because of the physical symptoms of my mum, I've been back a lot more. But yeah, you know, I'd, I would have a limited amount of time. I'd have about a month. So I didn't have time to like, okay, let's see if this works. And then, then let's see if this works, you know? So I just threw everything at it. So it was hard to know what worked and what didn't in the beginning. Mm. But, but, it, but just listening to, to everything that you just said, you know, that you already, that you just told us, it's, first of all, it's it's a, the length of how long it takes to, to get diagnosed and, and in between having all of this, you know, the doctors not even, you know, not even thinking, hey, you know, maybe there's something that is contradicting, maybe there is something else beyond just depression, it's a, well... You know, it's very, uh, to me, it feels very alarming. I mean, anyway, I'm feeling very alarmed by the ease of uh, giving antidepressants and stuff for people. But but to, to sim look at some of the symptoms and not recognizing that maybe they are contributing to that, that is very, you know, very alarming. But but I I know other people that have, you know, have, have other people that have people suffering from dementia. And and really, it's so easy to to get so caught up in the, in like we said, the fear, the end of the world kind of feeling. The you know, it's all doom and gloom from here, basically. And and I'm so impressed with your with your attitude. Yes, you, you know, you you had an inclination beforehand, like you said, and also the help of the um, the what do you call it, the functioning uh, functional um, practitioner. This was. It feels like such a a good thing because most people really don't have someone that is supportive that understands that actually you know you don't have to go down the the traditional medicine to 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 well i can't even say heal but uh, <laughs> yeah just don't have to go down that route and i find it really frustrating that you're obviously you know highly intelligent to do a, a you know to become a, a 
MD or a neurologist even that we're working with, but yet they can be so close-minded because it's um, it, Morley from the root cause protocol says not not known because not looked for. <laughs> you know, it's like they don't know what they don't know, and because the time and money and effort invested in becoming an MD or a neurologist or specialist, you know, it's, I think it would be very hard to accept that you weren't taught everything there is to know about your field, you know, and it, it's just really started to blow my mind when I looked at minerals and, you know, to, to make um, acetylcholine, which is a big um, neurotransmitter that's missing in, um, or can't, can't get through in Lewy body dementia. Um, but there are minerals and enzymes that are required to create that neurotransmitter and for it to be, you know, uptaken by another neuron. And how does someone so bright as a neurologist not see that, that if you don't have the building blocks and you don't have the enzymes, pushing a drug, put, you know, because they would want my mum to take levodopa as her mobility started to decline. And I, I resisted it for a long time because I thought, well, let's try a natural form of levodopa. But whether it was in the end, I think we tried it for three weeks and didn't see any improvement in her mobility. But I, I realise now what it did was increase her anxiety, which then increases the confusion. The minute she gets anxious, she gets more confused. And um, I, kept, I was saying it and I, I was kind of going to battle every time we go to the appointment because that was the only thing they'd wanted to do was levodopa. So finally we got referred to um, a specialist in levodopa and he, he didn't diagnose, but he, he did some tests and said they're highly indicative that she also has something called um, progressive supranuclear palsy, which is a in the Parkinson's family. Lewy body is as well. But this relates more to um, physical symptoms because she, as her physical um, mobility started to decline, she would do this where she would fall backwards and she's very rigid and can't open her hands and problems with eye movement like she would have trouble looking down um and he said that that is not helped by uh levodopa because it's to do with dopamine uptake so if you keep pushing more dopamine and you can't uptake it, it you know and that was kind of what i had surmised like obviously she's not able to use this because she's not the movement's not improving and she's getting more confused you know but like it took me going to a high up neurologist specialist to get an answer that I kept trying to say. It's obvious. It's obvious it's not working, you know. Um, mm. The other thing too that is frustrating and I think is why we're in the state we're in with dementia is they've been spending 20 years to develop an Alzheimer drug because they've been looking in the wrong place. They're trying to get rid of the amyloid plaque when what is now being become evident with research is that amyloid plaque is the result of the inflammation and it's the body trying to protect the way that cholesterol is not the problem. Cholesterol is the result. You know, it's mm. like it just, it blows my mind because natural, you know, anyone who's interested in natural health is always like, yeah, but correlation is not causation. And it's exactly what they've been doing all along, you know, mm. um, and then accusing us of it, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's so interesting for me to, to listen to because you, you obviously understand things that a, a lot of the people, you know, if, if I had to to deal with, with any of this, you know, uh, I feel like I wouldn't know where to begin. And, and it's so it's so nice to, to actually hear that even though 
you know, obviously you don't know everything, but you are you know where to look. You know where to look for the answer. You know what you you want to investigate next. So it's a uh, it's so encouraging. Um, but I was just wondering because I know that we were talking about the, the topic of the conversation. Can you really heal a neurodegenerative uh, condition? And so far, we mostly mentioned dementia and a little bit of Alzheimer. Um, but I wanted to ask without obviously talking about the root cause protocol yet is it would would someone would it, is it the same kind of treatment for all of these things or not treatment but approach for all of these things or does it matter what kind of dementia you have or, or yeah well according to the root cause protocol i would say yeah it's mineral everything is mineral dysregulation from you know, lack of nutrients in our diet, specifically copper. It's just over the last 70 years, it's been decimated from our foods, our soil. Um, glyphosate, you know, is like a magnet for copper. So even if there was copper in the soil, if there's glyphosate, you're not able to uptake the copper because it's bound to glyphosate. Um, and then all the things that we have been doing, like, and this is where I'm, I'm so sad about functional medicine is because it, it, it really, you know, I feel like it did help. But the core, the three core things that we were told during COVID that you could do for yourself, you know, take take zinc supplements, take vitamin D and take ascorbic acid are also decimating copper. It's like, oh, my God. So some of those things that I've been doing with my mum, although the other things like quercetin actually helps to pull iron from the tissues. So we were, we were doing quercetin. I think some of those like flavonoids are probably um, helping to pull, pull iron out of tissues. Um, but between this lack of nutrition in the food, the toxic onslaught of every single surface we touch, you know, clothing, the air, the water, the, you know, everything has mm -hmm. things that are not natural to us. Um, and the stress that we're under, like what we've just been through um, the last few years, you know, the lockdowns and the fear of dying of loved ones dying, you know, just all that, that, that depletes minerals as well. So it's just this one thing after another where we're just so depleted and dysregulated. And then I think the cherry on the top, because Morley, who created the root cause protocol, um, he started out looking at magnesium because it's, amazing magnesium what it what it does you know that was one of the big things that helped a lot with my mom um but it led him to discover how we're lacking in copper and then the last piece was back in the i think after world war ii iron started to be added back into foods because of some little study that was to do with pregnant women being anemic um they decided that the entire population needed to have iron supplementation but when you look at how iron works in the body, it works with copper. Copper helps to make the iron be usable. And um, when you put the, the type of iron that they were putting in the food is just, um, it's not usable. So the body has to get rid of it somewhere and it starts to shove it into organs like the liver and the spleen and, and the brain. So the reason I say all that is that that is, that's why it's called the root cause protocol, that that, dynamic of the mineral dysregulation and then the iron just sitting there um, and the only way really effective way to get rid of iron is through blood loss um, so again as you get oh you know men or women as they get older past uh, menopause they're not losing blood anymore so you know it just starts to build up and build up in the tissue um, 
because we're you know and you hear of transfusions and iron supplements and you really only need one milligram of iron a day because we've got this recycling system to use it so so in that sense yeah you know the the philosophy is that if you just can balance all the minerals again and it's it reminds me of homeopathy i think which is why i love it so much you know that it just balance the body get out of the way and let the body's innate wisdom heal you know no matter what it is um even anemia because what the, the issue with anemia is the iron is just not in the blood where it needs to be you know in the hemoglobin it's stuck in the tissues and it can't get out because there isn't copper to get it out of the tissues so um so yeah i know you didn't want to talk about root cause protocol yet but um that's but, it's just fascinating because it's uh, it's mind blowing and you know and you obviously get it so I'm, I'm very pleased about that. <laughs> but having said that, you know the root cause protocol it it's taken my mum decades to get where she's at. You know, so it's not a quick fix that it, you can't just get those. You can't rush it either. You have to add one thing because the minute you start to mobilize the iron you're going to have symptoms you know and you're going to feel unwell so you have to do it very mindfully yeah. so um then what i think we need to do with the elderly crowd is um have some crutches things like that are, are known you know that i learned about through functional medicine like um uh, dr mary newport her husband husband had alzheimer's and um she I think she, so Alzheimer's is pretty much acknowledged that it's type three diabetes now, that the insulin can't get into to produce energy in the brain. So there's this um, lack of energy, which is what the root cause protocol is all about, is helping the mitochondria generate energy. Um, so she realized that if you can't use sugar, you can use ketones. So she started giving her husband um, coconut oil and he he started to come back. So she gets in, you have to be careful with it, especially at MCT oil, because you can, if you start too quickly, you know, you can have the, an effect on the digestive system that's not wanted, especially if someone's mobility is, is not great. Um, mm. But at least it's providing the brain with an energy source um, and trying to cut down sugar a little bit if you can. Um, some other things that are out there are um, the 40 hertz frequency. There's research showing that um, that, that helped reverse Alzheimer's in um, poor mice that are given Alzheimer's and then they do tests, you know, to show it works. But the sound and the light frequency of 40 hertz um, is helpful. Uh, red light. My mum does not like the bright red light. I've had a real challenge with that. And I even had the red light helmet, which has been helpful for some people with Parkinson's, um, but it got too hot. So um, another thing I've just recently learned about that I'm using is something called a, a iTerra wand and it's the terahertz frequency which is um, the next frequency down from infrared um, so I've been using that um, you know I've only just started but I've heard some really amazing benefit because when they look at the frequency that cells vibrate at it's that it's in that terahertz range so the idea is that it triggers the cells to start to, to heal themselves um, mm. methylene blue is another one that's been shown with Alzheimer's I've if there's like hallucination and delusions, you kind of have to um, caution because I think what it does is give the brain so much energy that then there's like spinning and too much thinking going on and not the neuron firing to be able to cope with it. Because I've we gave my mum, you know, more that we again, you know, 
And if I can stress one thing, it's just go slow with everything. <laughs> you know, I don't do it the way I did it and just throwing everything at it. Because she definitely got a little more confused when we did too much. So just slowly, it's a, a blue dye. You can find books about it online. Um, but yeah, it's it it's an electron donor and it just helps again with, with creating energy in the brain. Um, magnesium was very helpful with reducing anxiety for my mum. But there's uh, something called an adrenal cocktail that... Um, you really should introduce before magnesium because if you've got an imbalance with sodium and potassium, the magnesium can can throw that off and make it worse and then you have less energy. Um, so introducing these adrenal cocktails, which is um, has sodium, potassium and uh, whole food vitamin C. Oh, you mentioned ascorbic acid. Um, ascorbic acid doesn't have copper in it. Whole food vitamin C has copper, which is what makes it antimicrobial. Um, so that drink and then slowly adding in magnesium topically. My mum would have like restless legs and numbness and tingling and she would pace about because she couldn't stop this numbness and tingling. And then you could see the muscles in her legs contracting. Um, so just adding the magnesium was, was really helpful with that. And um, if you don't have enough magnesium, it, it creates anxiety. And then... When you have anxiety, you burn up magnesium. So it's this awful, vicious cycle that you end up depleting magnesium. It's, it's so interesting because, you know, like you say, you you before you, you did the, the root cause uh, protocol, which we will talk about in a minute more, um, you know, you say you, you know, it was trial and error, right? You you, you had an idea, you researched something, you decided to try it. Um, and, and it's... Um, it's it's so it's so amazing because you you had all of these different things to to try and I'm thinking, you know, especially comparing to people that they don't know they don't know and so they really stay in that place of thinking you know that's it it's it's just a normal um, you know case of of things getting worse and worse and worse until that's it and and I'm I'm really excited that you you know keep on trying things you understand things of course a lot a lot more than than before but you're building on top of, of everything else that you've already tried and uh, it's 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 so incredible it's so incredible and so inspiring i think yeah i i realize i've i've learned <laughs> to trust my gut a lot you know and if something doesn't feel right um you know like the um there's an amazing book um power versus force um david hawkins uh and he just he talks about that nut, like discerning truth, you know. And I think I've got very good at that over the last few years. It's like, no, that just doesn't feel right. And I kept and I know we did a session about it, right? Like the indecision I had around whether to just go with the levodopa or um, or not. And everything in me was like, no, this is not the right thing. So I've learned to trust that a little bit more and just trust that the doctors don't know everything. You know, they're not the ones living with the person who can see every little nuance. But, yeah, I, I do feel for people that don't have someone to advocate for them or don't know all this, this stuff. You know, I just – my life path just kind of led me up to being in the, the perfect situation to, to help my mum with this um, condition. You know? Yeah. And I know you asked about um, uh, neurodegeneration, Parkinson's in general, Um so yeah, when once we kind of settled her down mentally, and then I saw the physical decline, I was like, okay, well, all right. So we've sorted out dementia. In, in my, I don't mean sorted it out, but you know, we're like, okay, feel like we can manage the dementia. But 
what about Parkinson's? That seems like it's terrible. You know, how's, what are we going to do about that? And then, yeah, you find people that are all the time healing themselves from Parkinson's. And this is where I ran into a little bit of a roadblock because the people who were healed were really adamant for themselves. You know, they worked on their own emotional blockages. They, um, they truly believed that they could get better, you know, by the work they'd done. So when you're working with someone else, that's a little bit more of a challenge, you know, because you have to get them to believe it. And I, and I think my mum did, but then as the physical symptoms started to get worse, she got, you know, bought into the like, oh, this is it, this is the end, you know. So it's been a constant battle to um, keep her positive and keep her, you know, believing that we can do something because it's, taking me a few years to scrabble together and figure it all out, you know, and then in that time, like her physical symptoms declined a little bit. So, mm. um, but yeah, she, you know, last, uh, when was it? Um, about July last year, it got to the point, like I, I was so glad my husband was there and he took a video. The two people were moving her and So, I th oh, it was me, it was me and the partner. But then when I look at the video, um, she looked like someone that you were bringing to the edge of a building and that's when i realized like oh my god this is another anxiety induced thing she's afraid she's going to fall so then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy she can't walk because she's afraid she's going to fall so what a few things that kind of turn it around we've we discovered this walker called a u-step walker that's very stable you get in it and you can't fall and then she was off. We were out walking her, and then we walked too far, and she got a sore foot. So it set us back a few days because she got too excited about walking again. And yeah, like now I can walk with her again, you know, just holding on one arm. And sometimes she uses a stick, sometimes she just walks right past the stick, and we walk. I wouldn't trust everybody with that. Just I'm, you know, I'm very sort of trained in moving people, you know, with a massage therapist and kind of mm. know how to predict whether someone's stumbling or not. But, um, but yeah, she can go out, you know, with carers now and walk a, a little bit. But, you know, again, just recognizing acetylcholine and dopamine, you know, they act on the brain or they're, they're neurotransmitters of the brain, but they act on the muscles as well. Movement, you know, if you don't have enough dopamine, that's what is um, causing the movement issues in Parkinson's. But yet dopamine is such a strong, you know, it's so important in reward and, so I finally realized like, oh, this is the mind-body connection. It's the neurotransmitters between, you know, what we think and what happens in the brain and what actually, move, you know, happens physically. So it just is, and again, I left it too late because I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, we should have dealt with the emotions. Well, I didn't, you know, it wasn't until the root cause protocol that I found you, an emotion code, which was mm. amazing because she didn't have to go back into any, trauma you know I still don't know was there trauma from her childhood does she even know she could have forgotten stuff but she would talk in her sleep um and say things like dada mama so something must have happened you know when she was younger that she may not even be aware of oh. so you've been able to help kind of clear a lot of that um and you know possibly we can do EFT and bring it into a conscious awareness but I just don't even know if I want to risk doing that yeah. opening a can of worms you know yeah, but um, I, I think it's um, you know everything that you shared so far is is so inspiring and and I really liked also when you said that first of all, other than you know the the physical stuff, there's also understanding that the anxiety is is 
you know, is making things a little bit worse and there's inflammation and also um, what you say about the humor as well. It, it feels to me like a lot of the time we forget that we can we can actually still connect with the person, you know, that is going through all of that. Um, so that, that's really inspiring. Um, so we, we, we touched on the, the root cause protocol, but I wanted to, if you can just share with us a little bit, first of all, um, you know, was it, was it like the obvious thing when you found out about it that you, you, you knew that you wanted to, um, to study it or how, how was that? And yeah, so it was this like slow kind of physical decline. I was like, why, what am I missing? You know, there's something here, obviously. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't remember why we were doing zinc. I think I'd worked with another uh, um, another group that were functional um, medical practitioners who specialised in neurodegeneration. So they were the ones that taught me about the magnesium. So that you know that was really helpful. Um, but then we were talking about zinc, and I, I don't know if it was low on a blood test. I can't remember why we were focusing on zinc. And then there's a test you can do with zinc sulfate to see you know if you um, if you don't taste it at all, it's saying that your zinc level is low. Um, it should taste like very metallic if your zinc is optimal. So, you know, this has been going on for a while and I thought and this is not good to keep supplementing with zinc at high levels. I knew that wasn't good. And then I just stumbled across, you won't raise your zinc levels if you don't have enough copper. It was like a little YouTube, uh, like an Instagram reel or something. And then it reminded me that someone else had, said hey you should check out this book cure your fatigue you know by morley robbins and i hadn't got around to reading it i remember that book <laughs> and he loves puns you know so it's see you for copper cure your fatigue um so i read that book and it just i felt everything like yes 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 this is somebody that believes what i believe that if you give the body the right tools that it, it will heal itself you know and so then I found a practitioner and started working with her and she was also a homeopath, which was just amazing. So what we couldn't get done with the diet and supplements, you know, we started um, adding in homeopathy. And I have to say, when you work with a skilled homeopath, like it, it was amazing. Like I would put, there are specific um, homeopathic remedies that align very much with um, symptoms of dementia. Um, and I would give it to my mom and I remember the one time I was watching her, she was kind of like dozing off on the sofa and we gave her the pill and she opened her eyes up, looked around. It was like she'd just become awake, but unfortunately we're so loaded, you know, and our, it's such an uphill battle because we're so inflamed and so many, you know, so much iron, like you could say toxins, but if you clear the iron, the body will start to clear the toxins itself. Um, mm. But um, yeah, so it only it would only last a day or two. But I, you know, you could see it working. It was amazing. Like she'd get up and she'd be able to walk, and then slowly, you know, it would creep back in again. Um, but yeah, so I worked with her for a year and a half, and I just didn't have the time to do the training. Um, so then finally, I was like, I'm, they only do them twice a year. I was like, right, I'm not missing this start. I think I went through like two or three starts, and then just went for it and. Was kind of hanging on by the coattails trying to yeah i couldn't make all the live calls and i couldn't get all the recordings in but um yeah it was just so i could just feel that it was the right thing you know that i needed to, to learn it so I stuck mm. to it and uh, yeah i'm still kind of learning like it's, it's never ending he he gets up every morning he goes to starbucks and he he reads research papers for two or three hours 
poring over looking for mineral um, you know, research. And he goes back 100 years or more, you know, research that's been just kind of like cast aside because it doesn't make money to eat well and, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so nowadays, um, are you are you are you open for people to to gain touch if they go through, you know, looking after loved ones? Yeah. In your, in the way yeah. you did? My time schedule is a little uh, limited, but yeah, if somebody really needs help with, you know, particularly the um, they're caring for someone with dementia or have been diagnosed with like mild cognitive decline and want to kind of learn more about it, yeah, I would I would definitely love to make time and and help yeah. people with that. I think that's really what people need is is to to have someone that they can really trust that, that knows that it's not just about the you know the pharmaceutical solutions. Actually, that there is other alternative there are alternatives, and that if you find the right person, the one that can just like you said about the um, the woman that you walked with, it, it's it's so helpful, and it can really take away a lot of the. The worry, the guesswork, the yeah, the fears. Yeah. Um, interesting, so interesting. Um, so, tell me, is what what uh, message would you do you have for people uh, that are listening? Um, so, <laughs> one thing I discovered over the last few years is the root of the word pharmacy is pharmakia. And when you look back at the Greek meaning of that, and I think in the Bible too, they it's um, sorcery or um, uh, I forget, not point, but there are talks about poisons, you know, and I just, I look at it and I'm like, God, I feel like, yeah, we are under a spell that the only thing we can do is take drugs, you know, and, and in a way I'm almost say fortunate, but like, what my mum has, there is no drug for it. So I was free to do what I wanted. Whereas if it was cancer or, or something else, you know, there would be this onslaught where everybody would think I was crazy if we didn't do the mainstream treatment approach. So I was given this opportunity to kind of experiment with my, my willing mum. I mean, she's, you know, she just wants to feel better. So she'll, I mean, the things, I've tried everything in it, you know, shamans I, I worked with um, from my, tribe the healing arts community that I have here in Chicago you know there's shamans that work here and they told me things that Native Americans do you know with like eggs and you run a, a raw egg over the body and it pulls out negative spirits and you know and she, I'm like mom <laughs> and she's like whatever <laughs> so I think it's just you just have to be willing to realize that there is more out there and stay positive and it's not what we've been told you know there that's the um the way that makes money so of course it gets all the weight but there are other mm -hmm. ways that people have been doing for centuries that work you know and um we've got more drugs now than we've ever had and we've got more illness now than we've ever ever had so correlation or causation i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 actually that sentence keeps coming up everywhere everywhere i look it's that it's exactly that we have more more medicine these days but we still have more illnesses and the illnesses are just you know more and more chronic and more and more debilitating and more and more problems why why because the money is is not in the right place yeah. that's why 
and and the other thing too you know when the doctors are trying to push something and I, I just for everything lately it comes across like lockdowns and you know all the measures that were taken during COVID like at what cost you know like all these green measures that are going on in London and Chicago right now you know and and it's just messing up the whole ecosystem of the city and it's it's like just this one little not little benefit obviously there's there's benefits to supporting cyclists but messing up an entire city you know it's like just all these things like we never look at the collateral damage of the one thing that we think is the good idea until it's too late you know mm. yeah before we say goodbye i just wonder is there anything that i was uh, that i forgot to ask or missed asking that you think is really important to mention um i just looking at so many things that i've tried over the years i just want to see if there's anything um uh i just want to mention like i came up with a couple of little like acronyms and um like three things that i think are really important to address early on uh, that are you know seem to be just part of neurodegeneration is anxiety the abc's right anxiety bedtime like the sundowning um the insomnia like anxiety that comes with with nighttime um and constipation like constipation is so connected and i think it's probably the vagus nerve is because the um there's the gut brain connection um and if you don't address constipation you know and it's probably the what's been causing a lot of neurodegeneration that there's undiagnosed constipation so i just wanted to make sure that everybody was aware because i didn't realize that it was also um that anxiety was a big piece of parkinson's as well i thought that was just specific to lewy body um so obviously that whole thing the abc anxiety bedtime and constipation you know, are really um important to to try and address the symptoms at least just just lower those symptoms um and then it makes everything a little bit easier if you can address those first. Yeah. ABC. <laughs> Bedtime. It's a little kind of <laughs> tweak to fit in, but yeah, the nighttime stuff. Yeah, really important. Ellen, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing some of your wisdom and, and everything, or a lot of what you tried with, with your mum and, and really for bringing in that message of there's things you can do and, you know, it feels like there's things to be done, you know, like you said, to 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 stop things from getting worse. From there's things that you can do to to reverse and things to to just keep on doing. So I think that's so important. This message. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. No.